完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅いOr providing the most excellent of Matt Berry impersonations. He typically enjoys watching comedy, science fiction, and thrillers, with a few notable anime favorites being Garen Lagen, Naruto, Killer Kill, and One Punch Man. You can find him on them socials at NoFunBrown, Mr. Matt Brown. Welcome to the dojo. How might you be doing, sir? That,、um, that, hold on, that intro was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. I'm、even better now that you've even, even better now that you've just you've put the you've put the lifeblood back into me this afternoon. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I know you've had a pretty up and down day, chemical based and otherwise, but、uh, you know what? I figure we start this episode right and、uh, talk about those exploits and maybe we can dive into some of those、uh, cleft notes I mentioned there and, and you can give the listeners a bit of backstory about、uh, Matt Brown and also. I'd be very remiss if I didn't ask for a Matt Berry impersonation, at least somewhere <laughs> in this podcast. It doesn't need to be right now. You could end with it if you like or drop it in mid roll, but I want some. It's one of those, like, if you ask for it immediately, I'm always inclined to be like, no.、Uh, and then, but I'll pepper it in somewhere, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll,、uh, I'll find a spot where it could go. Or I could forget and do it at the very last second. Who knows? <laughs> like, I like being an agent of chaos at best. Either way, I want some because、uh, I think, just like the rest of the world, I am very much in love with Matt Berry and anything he does, whether it be him directly or maybe through his loyal impersonation fans, I am all for it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you may or may not bring to the table <laughs> in that regard during this episode. But yeah, let's, let's, let's jump back to you.、Uh, give, me, give me the backstory. Give me some information for the listeners regarding Split the Party and what you do and potentially、uh, how they can find your works. Okay, so、uh, the little spiel is hey, I'm, I'm Matt Briefcase Brown. You can find me No Fun Brown on Twitter.、Um, yeah, so I'm a professional DM. I produce also and, and create content and stream and do the. YouTube and Twitch things at Split the Party. So, youtube.com slash Split the Party for YouTube. And then to Split the Party TV on Twitch.、Uh, that's kind of mostly what we do. We've got TikTok as well, it's just Split the Party. And then, you know, there's various socials of Instagram. There's basically a link tree you'll see everything with. But um、mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're primarily supposed to be like a TTRPG kind of comedy group.、Um, it's myself and about five、uh, other cast members and friends.、Uh, we all pretty much moved down from Brisbane at one point to Melbourne, like together, like not on purpose. We just, it just happened. Just happened, kind of.、Um, but yeah, we've been making like DD for. A while. We've got four seasons of our,、uh, I guess, flagship show. It's just called Split the Party on YouTube.、Uh, on top of that, we do like the random gaming videos. We also had,、um, 
one of our cast, George Goldfeder, if anyone knows him, uh, he was on the f- reboot series of Beauty and the Geek a couple years back. So <sighs> there you go. Yeah, we also so for that we did a like a React series. We started calling it like Geeks React, and we you know we may do that more. We found out Beauty and the Geek got cancelled after last year's run, so we we were both kind of like, oh, good. I love that show. It's guilty trash TV. In, in a way. Um, but yeah, he was on it. He got like second place. Spoilers. Um, and we ended up making a YouTube series called Geek React where we just tore him and the cast to shreds. <laughs> like, like <laughs> no holds barred. We're like, man, fuck George. Was he watching along while you were doing the Geeks React? Because that would have been next level meta. So he wasn't allowed. Uh, for like the next year, he had to like ask the network to be in content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the following season kind of came out in the next year, he was allowed to be on that. So he joined us for the second season. Okay. Uh, which, you know, in my opinion, not as good uh, because my friend wasn't on it. Like in, in short, like you had less invested and uh, you, you, it's, it's hard. It's not harder to tear them apart. No, it's just as easy. But like, there's not less familiarity to be like, oh, look, George is being a loser on this show. And then we can be like, this is actually what he's like in real life. Yeah, there's no personal connection to the new cast where when George was on there, at least you'd have some some factoids and potential anecdotes about oh, absolutely. him that you could dig in there and just, uh, you know, dredge that lake. <laughs> he, he would tell a story on that on that show and we would like be on the recording being like, yep, I was at that party. That did happen. He is... In fact, that stupid. Ah, <laughs> oh, George. Is yeah. he is he still with his beauty? Like I, I sort oh, of no. watch Scattershot those those shows. Like as I always tune in for the makeovers, especially because that's like the pinnacle of Beauty and the Geek. I think it's like, yeah. oh my god, he's got a haircut now. He's gone from a a three to a seven. Like it's the best. He went from slightly shaggy to handsome boy. <laughs> it's so absurd, but I yeah. cannot get enough of trashy TV. No, unfortunately, they're not with the uh, beauties anymore. Like, most of those relationships were pretty much just, like, the echo chamber of the show mm-hmm. by the sound of it. And then when they go back to real life, they're like, oh, we're clearly different people. Like, any yeah. of the relationships on that show, I'm pretty sure, like, have since announced that they're not together or they've, like, moved on with other partners or, you know, just didn't work out. I think from the last season, like, the one that George wasn't on, there's a couple that are together still and moved to Melbourne to be together or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't as invested so i didn't pay attention yeah but uh, oh, well. yeah in terms of uh split the party <laughs> i should stop talking about beauty and the geek now nah, we, we've got a new podcast spin-off going on right here there right you now, go so. yeah, yeah reality tv like oh <laughs> i will roast anyone on reality tv mercilessly while also secretly wanting to be on one um but yeah with with, uh, with all of other stuff we um we do like a morning show, like a TTRPG morning show uh, called Good Morning RPG. And that's that's twice a week, I think, right? Uh, it used to be. It's kind of like once a week now because okay. uh, because we the load was a bit much with like trying to organize all the guests. So I want to take a little break from it. But yeah, no, we just, we just me and my uh, US-based co-host, Leia, uh, we just get on and paint minis. So, um, I mean, I did... I, for for the audience, I am holding up a mini that I did earlier today. Oh, it's got a fun, nice cloak. Yeah, so I like it's 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 doing various miniatures, usually Warhammer or D anD D related, mm-hmm. uh, and and under the guise of a fun morning show. I, I thought that was Abaddon for a split second. That, it's not, is it? No, it's a custodian. So this is a uh, uh, Imperial Custodies model. It kind of does look like Abaddon. Yeah, no, it's um it's one of the Terminator Custodies. 
He's looking pretty mean. Yeah, they they look great. Uh, the gold uh, on them is is elegant, and mm. I was like trying to do like a red cloak transition kind of thing, so it looks all like flowy and smooth. I guess it certainly did look yeah. flowy and smooth from this uh, <laughs> window that I'm viewing through at the moment. But uh, yeah, this well, if we great for if we audio. shift back to um, I guess the the basis of this podcast, and that is talking about anime. Maybe we can yes. get your backstory with anime. Uh, where, where did you first discover it? You'd call yourself a fan, things you might love or hate with the genre, maybe a couple of your other favourites that I didn't mention in the lead in there? Um, yeah, so the I definitely got into it in like the high school kind of years. Um, had a group of friends who like were really... I mean, actually, did I? It's hard. Like, if I was to go way back to like watching Cheese TV, you know, showing my age, watching Cheese TV before school... Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, Beyblades, like they, they're the ones that were just like on in the morning. Sailor Moon, even actually, like I did, I watched a bunch of that. Um, oh, Card Captor Sakura, man, I'm remembering everything now. Yeah, and you haven't even mentioned Pokemon. It was one of the stalwarts back then too. Yeah, on, it was. On the yes. cheese days. That kind of era is definitely where I started. Uh, I think because, like, out of the list that I we were kind of talking about. Like, Dragon Ball Z definitely, like, still to this day is probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just that franchise is fun. It It is very... Um, I don't know. It's, it's that kind of shonen where it's, like, it, it's, it just... It hypes you up. It's everything about it is, is hyping me up when I watch it. Uh, the movies are just fun. I think that's it. It also doesn't take itself super seriously. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, stuff that, that is pretty irreverent, usually, and... and a lot of animes don't do that and a lot of animes do do that so i usually pick and choose based on that that's pretty fair that's pretty fair and we are very spoiled with choice these days like you, oh, you've so got a much. nice extensive and diverse list that you shared with me there and, and a few of them that i mentioned earlier you know like one punch man is just it's, yeah, it's, it's so great it's yeah. easy viewing killer kill is phenomenal like some of trigger's best work right there yeah definitely definitely a really big like if if if, uh if trigger slash gynax or whatever the third company that they kind of came is i'll usually watch what they're bringing out and i'll Mm -hmm. always give it a go because their company seems to make just hits like primare the movie as well basically had carmina as the the star yeah and from gurren lagen and and it was fantastic it did have you know there's a trope called the gynax problem or trope or whatever it is like where they just like they escalate like they hyper escalate their stuff no matter where it is in the plot there mm-hmm. will be a point at which they cross like the, it's almost like the gynax threshold and then their series just goes like it jumps the shark almost <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of like um uh it, it, it like conceptually jumps the shark just going like it's out there it's wacky now it's like it is it is balls to the wall or space is involved oh yeah yeah, and sometimes both at the same time. So uh, <laughs> frequently. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. But um, yeah, we're we're here, and, and the way that uh, that more than hentai is sort of focused and shifted towards is as I've taking taken that list and those responses you provided myself, and I've sort of dug through the dug through the anime archive, whether it be old or recent, and tried to find a show that you have yet to watch and okay. recommend said show to yourself. And we're going to now unpack the first episode from the first season of said show. Mm. And this episode's title in focus is none other than Jujutsu Kaisen. 
And that is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Gigi Akutami. And it has been serialized in manga magazine Shonen Jump since March of 2018. And it is in fact a sequel to Akutami's Tokyo Metropolitan Curse Technical School. 24 episode anime television series has been produced by MAPPA and it originally debuted in October of 2020. And we've got a second season set to premiere in July of 2023. So I cannot wait for season two. As of August last year, Jujutsu Kaisen, the manga itself, has sold over 70 million copies. uh, And that includes related novels, digital versions, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which is the prequel content, making one of the best-selling manga series of all time. I'll give you the quick sort of broad strokes synopses as well, just so you can get a bit of an understanding of of what this show and this manga is about. And um, it reads as follows. Yuji Itadori is a boy with tremendous physical strength, though he lives a completely ordinary high school life. One day, to save a classmate who has been attacked by curses, he eats the finger of Ryoman Sakuna, taking the curse into his own soul. From then on, he shares one body with Ryoman, guided by the most powerful of sorcerers, Satoru Gojo. Itadori is admitted to Tokyo Jiu-Jitsu High School, an organization that fights the curses and thus begins the heroic tale of a boy who became a curse to exercise a curse, a life from which he could never turn back. Now, you've watched episode one. I don't know if you've sort of crept through and watched any more beyond that, Matt. I but have um, not. episode I want one. To be fresh. What do you think? Because you've already only watched this in the last 24 hours. We only said it on the title I've, yesterday. I have watched this in the last five hours, I would hey, say. So it's super fresh. It's, yeah, look, um, I think, first off, I think, like, ep- one episode of a, of a probably long-running series like this is, it, it, it's got to either hit really hard or it's got to, like, it's got to make you want to watch the next one immediately. And this one kind of did do that. It's got it's got like the, the the tropes of the startings of one of these kind of animes. Like this is a this is a shonen, right? This is the yes. shonen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very shonen and vibe. Uh, you know, guy, he's a bit down on his luck, and and he's he is quiet ish, but he's also not quiet. It's it's a. Uh, it's got um oh there was a, there was another one I was kind of con- uh, it's a little bit mob psycho. Have you seen that one? It does have a bit of mob psycho it's vibe. Got a little bit of mob psycho vibe. Yep, S- similar beats with the two leads. The animation style's completely different, but they're both phenomenal in their own right. You said this is Studio Mappa, right? Yes, yes. That's Attack on Titan, early Correct. seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. so, so Mappa's done plus. Titan and most recently Chainsaw Man. So it's got a similar okay. vibe and look to Chainsaw Man and similar concepts. I was I was talking about my par- uh, with my partner about uh, uh, watching this last night uh, and she was like, oh, we should watch uh, the Chainsaw Man one going around, like see what that's about. And I was like, I'm surprised that I didn't get asked to watch that one before this because I I've heard only like crazy things about that show. Chainsaw Man is phenomenal, and that was actually my second. Uh, that oh. was going to be my fallback, but I just assumed because there is so much hype around Chainsaw Man at the moment that you probably would have been all over it. So well, here's the thing: I am both. Very malleable, yet incredibly picky with the media that I consume, and I mm-hmm. don't know why. It's probably the old, it's probably the old brain just like deciding randomly, yes or no based on whatever it feels like that day. But like, I don't like game. I, as someone who plays so much D and don't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I people are like, fair. this is right up your alley. You should watch this. And I'm like, I tried like the first four or five episodes, and they're like, oh yeah, but you just got to watch more. And I'm like, if I can't get into a show. 
after five hours of the content of that show, I'm not going to like the show. But, like, uh, uh, it's... It's one of those, like, I feel like I should be watching all of these and I know I would like it. It's just probably executive dysfunction that mm-hmm. I haven't. I've been recommended uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, I don't know how many times, by, like, a couple of uh, my friends. Uh, and, and I'm like, I probably would like it. I just haven't watched it. It's okay, on the list. That's, that's like fair. The classic saying is, oh, it's on the list. And, and that's the problem. Like, it's, it's such a good and a bad problem to have as well is that there is so much new content dropping mm. daily, whether it be anime, live action TV, film, video games, wh- whatever your poison is, there's copious amounts of it within reach 24-7. So it's easy for these shows to sort of get benched for a little while and you'll go back to them eventually or you'll yeah. check it out. And Jujutsu, I guess, was one of those for you. But Chainsaw Man, definitely check it out because it is bananas. It is so good. I've read all the manga and oh, yeah? I've uh, watched all of the first season and it is just like all the chef's yum, kisses. Yum, yum. I love it. I love it. I've heard, So the other one I've heard is like Spy X Family. I have heard it's a bit of a different vibe, um, but like they, that's the other one people are saying really good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I've, the second half of the first season just is just about to wrap up. If if depends on if you're a sub or a dub chaser, and um, sub usually. Yeah, I am so in love with that show. It is so wholesome. Like it's just is it like such a slice of life kind of. It's thing? Like, very very much like a slice of life. Like it's bizarro, like renamed Europe, following a spy family on the back end of Cold War kind of era. Yeah. So like. There's, there's a spy dad in air quotes, a assassin mother, and then a daughter that all comes together into this surrogate family, but none mm. of them know their real backstories. You know, Lloyd, the, the husband, does know that yours actually an assassin. So it's like a little, it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it's a whole family pretending? Just, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. But then Anya, who's the, the daughter of the family, she's actually a telepath, so she can read- oh my gosh everyone's thoughts so she knows that her dad's a spy and her mum's an assassin and everything else I'll so tell dad. it's so good and it's so wholesome and so goddamn funny you got to put it on your list and it's um yeah wit studio and cloverworks collabed on that one and it's just okay i love it love it that'll be another thing that gets me into specific things like uh i studied film at uni so like studying directors and studios it was part of that so like edgar wright I'll pretty much watch anything he makes depending mm-hmm. on who, like the actors that are in it. Like, you know, Baby Driver is now tainted because of certain people in that film. It's such a shame because it's, it's one of my favourite Edgar Wright films by great a movie. good margin. I will never watch it again, but it, great movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, so like when you, like, for example, like I was like, oh, Studio Mappa made this? Heck yeah. Gynaxes make this? I'll watch. Like, that's the surefire way to make me watch something. Like, it's like the studio, the actor, the soundtrack's particularly banging. You know, um, do you see Penny and Stocking and Gardabelle? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I I downloaded that soundtrack because that soundtrack, Teddy Lloyd made gold. It slaps so hard. It's so fucking good, and and I still listen to it to this day. And yeah. that that show came out what? I think that show came out almost a decade ago. They're making a season two soon. My God, it's good. Yeah, a soundtrack can really elevate a good anime and like the, the three in particular we've just mentioned, you know, when you mentioned Spy Family, Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu, they've all got three banging soundtracks. They're all oh, very good. different and all very, especially more so Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man's soundtrack is very eclectic and the the genres and the influences go all over the shop because once you watch some of that anime, you'll see why. Like it is 
bananas. Is it kind of? It's a bit more abstract than the other two. Very abstract. It's it's hyper violent, crass, funny, shocking, gory. Like all it's right. all the things that I love in in anime. But then I also love slice of life and romance yeah. and stuff. So my my tastes are very eclectic at the best of times. But you're Chainsaw Man is just a blender. Taste. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, like, based on the list I gave you, like, I was, like, going through my list. I'm like, surely I'm not just a slut for Shonen. Surely I'm, like, surely I am I have a deeper taste than this. And I'm like, no, man just, you know, good animation, man fight good. That's, you know, that's that's easy for me, Un- unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, like, I like K-On and stuff as well. But, like, if if I will, I will, I know I'm going to gravitate to this. Like, call me a, a, an anime Chad, but uh, <laughs> That's that's I've noticed through just writing them down, going, oh, okay, up here is my taste in anime. Okay, okay, here we go. Yeah, a lot of mine treads the line between isekai or slice of life, oh, yeah. cheesy romance. That's that's most of it. It's either like hyperviolence and shocking, or heartwarming and I want to cry. That's sort of the the two ends of the spectrum that I seem to walk between. Well, I watch like you know, I I'll, I think the movies side is where I'll get into the drama because like Grave of the Fireflies hurt Ooh, me real good. One of the goats. Yeah, hurt me, Daddy, on that movie. Um, oh, what was it? Um, I haven't watched The Wind Rises yet. That's the one I've been demanded to watch next. And there was something else that oh, the um, this it's the Cinderella one. Bell, Bell, the the virtual world. It's like the VR one. It's mostly like it's mostly CG animated, but in like an anime style. Is I'm blanking on the name. I know the one you're talking about. It's this, it's basically just Cinderella. Like, yeah. like oh, it's it's Beauty and the Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast retelling. Because there's like the there's like the the wolf guy who's who's the the edgy character. Anyway, another sad and very good movie. Um, what else is out there? Just there's so much. There's so it's, much. Yeah, it's like you, you you open the floodgate. Like you ask me to you ask me to to picture one that I like, and then I can't think of any. Then we start talking about it. I'm like, okay, here they are. Here they are. It's the great back. thing is just there's so much. Like I binge watched um, over the last 24 hours Anahana, the flower we saw that day, which is like an 11 episode. Yeah. And I cried, I reckon, for the last five episodes straight, like, constantly. Damn. Like, my eyes were so sore, whether they be happy or sad tears. It was a gorgeous little story, and it, and it was um, uh, adapted into an anime, I think, in 2011. So it's a bit of an older one, but, like, it's great. It stacks up. A1 Pictures puts that together, who I'm oh, also A1. a fan of, of them as well. Another studio I'll watch a lot of stuff on. They yeah. did, did A1 do cyber? punk no nah trigger did cyberpunk trigger did that was that's why i loved it so much um yeah the a1 is another studio i'll always look out for they they do really good stuff you did touch on a note that i i you know i've got a, I got a slightly controversial one on this i'm not that big on isekais oh really i don't know why i watched sword art i thought it was fine i as, as sword art went on i was like kind of over this and then like that time i got reincarnated as slime do not like it it's medieval, it's an isekai, and I'm just like, I just don't, I don't know, it's not, like, I appreciate a lot of these medias for what they are, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's for me, like, I don't, the genre of, like, I get transported in, like, I died and went to another world is, I don't know, it feels like a dream sequence to me. I feel that that sort of subgenre can be more probably misses than hits, there is a few bangers, mm. like, early sword art is great. Late Sword Art, not so good. That's it. The season, the first, like the first arc of Sword Art before Alfheim was fine. Kind of got a little bit weirder mm-hmm. there, but like I appreciated they wrapped up the story, like the overall story. After that with Gun Gale, I, I dropped it. I didn't really like that. 
Yeah, it was a bit ho-hum. Like, I really liked the first season of The Rising of the Shield Hero, but then the mm. second season was was kind of crappy. But yeah, a lot of them, it's just easy. Like, a lot of isekai that I enjoy, it's because I can sort of almost have it on in the background and not give it complete yeah. attention, which is probably a shitty thing to say. It's... I got a friend. I got a friend who will make people mad about this. Actually, one of my cast, Brendan, he only watches anime in dub, and not that that's a problem. But the reason why he watches them in dub, sorry, Brendan, you're gonna get some hate for this. He he said he was like, he was like, I don't think anime is worth my full attention, so I watch it in dub because oh. then I can do something else at the same time. And I was like, ooh, yeah, bastard. Yeah, that's that's a spicy take. Like, it's I'll a spicy one. To to be honest, like. If, if it's available in a dub, I will lean that way first and foremost, just because uh, if I am doing other things, like I still do give a good, like if the show's great, it'll have my full attention. Oh, but if it's sure. just time killing and, and entertainment value, I can be on my phone or whatever. I think the problem I have with dub is that I just can't get it at the same time it's coming out. So I get spoiled. That's my problem too, is like, I have no patience. I need it then no, and I, there. I so I now. will constantly traverse between the sub and the dub or once once the once the dub drops I'll, I'll watch that again a second time and then just compare the the voice delivery yeah. like the, the vocal delivery and if it hits the same and you're telling me i gotta wait a year to not be spoiled for attack on titan while you release a dub i'm sorry i'm going in for the sub yeah it's, it's heartbreaking so it's good that we do see some of the the bigger titles especially with Crunchyroll like you know you're mm. talking about Chainsaw Man Spy Family those those dub episodes usually dropping within 2 weeks yeah i've seen i've seen that's a really good practice that i've seen happening more and more in the last like 5 years i want to say mm-hmm. like yeah. it's really like up to date and current i i think i appreciate that a lot more as well i saw like my hero it comes out like a week apart yeah and and the 6th season of my hero at the moment is phenomenal i don't know if you're up to date but holy shit it's good i'm waiting for episodes of that to come out i just watched the it's like it's it's like the post the first episode of like the aftermath Mm -hmm. of what's just happened and and it's like kind of like a, a recap episode but also don't skip it because important stuff happens in it kind of episode yeah it's it's special this like the yeah. fifth season was a little uneven for me i felt but the sixth season's really gone shoo. yeah my i the f- season five second half good the first half felt like filler but i know it wasn't filler yeah and and it's only because they want you to care about the 12 or 13 new characters who are about to appear in the next thing that just happened in season six mm. and i was like I don't care. Like, I don't want 13 episodes of you telling me why I should care about these people because, like, just show me maybe them working with them, like, two or three episodes leading up. And, and you know, if anything bad happens to them, I'll care about it then. But, like, I don't have an attachment to, like, Mushroom Girl. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah. Man Who Makes the Ground Sticky. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I, I know ultimately this show is going to go... Well, I won't say forever, but, you know, this is planned for a good long time, the manga well, and the anime. Well, they he said he was going to wrap it up and then... What? Immediate, well, he said he was going to wrap it up after the current arc in the manga and then I think came back and was like, oh, maybe I will tell more of it. Yeah, as he sort of stuffs this giant bag of money into exactly. his pocket. Exactly, you like, know what's happened. Like, you're going to see the neat ending point for the all for one one for all stuff and then there's going to be a very stark change and then they're going to do something else and that'll be the point where it either goes more popular or less popular 
because because it's suddenly not the the neat contained story he had in mind. Hundred percent. But either way, it's it's a phenomenal watch. But we're very spoilt. But um, for sure, yeah. If we go back from from the broadlands and narrow this this yes. right back into jujitsu again. Yes. So so this first episode, Matt, what did you think of it? Like you did mention, it is kind of tough with some of these animes that can be a little bit of a slow burn as far as playing all all the narrative based cards mm. and trying to get a full perspective after only you know, 20 minutes or so of viewing time. Yeah, and, and it's it's not that I didn't like it. It's that, like, the cliffhanger at the end of episode one actually was quite good. I did like mm-hmm. that. Um, the It's got the same problem that I see a lot of these kind of longer ones going on, where the first, even, like, Steven Universe, if you've ever watched Steven Universe, Steven Universe did the same thing, where, much like in an anime style, you need the first, like, one to ten episodes to get to know everybody and it's exactly. it's kind of like the stuff like it's 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 not filler but it's like the get used to everybody arc while something else is maybe bubbling away in the background and like there could be stuff in it's called the fearsome womb arc apparently uh that I'm looking at on my on my little info thing <laughs> um which is a cool name um but the fearsome womb arc you know however many episodes that goes for like maybe like it is is it is it uh, is it longer or shorter based on how like you need to get used to these characters and care about the world for the first X episodes? Like I feel like that is one of the tropes of anime that I. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I'm fully aware that I need to give it at least probably two hours of watching to get fully invested in the show. Yeah, like it's you'll start to appreciate whether it be love or hate characters after yeah. yeah i'd say a few hours worth of time with them and and i guess the good the good thing with this first episode they didn't introduce too many characters obviously we we got a lot of time with with yuji who's who's the lead you got yuji you got glasses girl you got the other guy that's kind of like their little squad so you met yuji and then 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 his two friends um sasaki and iguchi and yep. they're part of like they've set up an occult club at yeah, school yeah that's fun that's why I got mob psycho vibes, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're just a little threesome at school that are running around and studying up on curses and, and trying to uh, you know explore and navigate the paranormal world. And then it sort of escalates pretty quickly from there. It, it goes on to mention that um, the the rugby the rugby field at school yeah. is cursed and haunted. It goes down that route, and um, it sort of dances between funny and lighthearted to then really goes dark in a way where where they meet um fushiguru who's part of like this curse hunting school that uh Yuji ends up getting I was pushed into what was that sorry was it like sorcerers or something like that like they they're technically sorcerers but not really yeah yeah jujitsu sorcerers otherwise yeah. known as curse technique masters and so they yeah. um you know to fight curses they they use curse based abilities, so you see a little bit of this sort of um, magicy dark world come to life yeah. in the, in the back third of the episode, where you see a cool battle. Yeah, you see Fushiguro uh, summons like these sort of curse based spirit dogs that are attacking these living curse based creatures, and there's yeah. some battling going on there, which is kind of cool. Like I, I find the the curses, even though you've only seen it in the first episode, you know they're they're the right kind of creepy and repulsive. Yeah, they're kind of they're like they're they're not body horror ish, but they're like they're liquidy in form and unsettling. I think yeah. is a good way to put it. Super creepy, super yeah. creepy, and and what we found out with with these curses, um, with with in the show itself is 
negative energy is what attracts these curses around the world. And so yeah. that can be, you know, due to negative emotions, hardship, shame, etc. So typically you'll see a lot of curses. Kind of like uh, evil feeding off it. Yeah, appearing and feeding in places like hospitals and schools and cemeteries and all these places where a lot of dark energy typically gathers. But to keep the curses away, you put cursed talismans around and the talismans act as like a repellent for the curses. But over time, these talisman get weaker and it allows the curses to come and potentially yeah. feed on the talisman to obtain more power. And um, the talisman in question that's been at this school is the finger of this really, really, really strong curse that I mentioned, Ryoman Sakuna. Mm. And what, what Yuji does is eats the finger. I was about to say, he eats it. Yeah, he eats it like a big old, like, burnt cheese twisty. Like, he, he gobbles this thing down. Like the forbidden hot dog, yeah. Yeah, so so he's all up in this forbidden hot dog because this, this curse that's running rampant around this school is about to kill and consume his friends. So he goes, you know what? I'm going to, to make the sacrifice. I'm going to power up by eating this finger. And then he destroys the curse effortlessly. Just like one hit, phew, curse is obliterated. Viscera guts. That's when he like busts out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, smashes it up pretty good. And then we've got Fushiguru starting to freak out then because he was saying, you know, there's one there's one in one, one million in percent chance that yeah. this curse could then uh, take over Yuji and, you know, become the big bad. And, and you see Yuji with his transformation. He's got multiple sets of eyes, got multiple claws, yeah. tattoos everywhere. And, and he's getting controlled by this by this curse, but then you see Yuji sort of say, yo, bro, this is my body. Get out of here and sort of like, pulls control back. How are you this? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the episode ends on a cliffhanger where Fushiguru is going to say, well, the only thing we can do here is to exercise you or you know, AK kill you mm. because we can't have this bad running rampant around the globe. So yeah, it's, it's a good build up and it ends on a, on a pretty big moment. Uh, overall though, would you say, Matt, you enjoyed the first episode? What was sort of maybe your biggest takeaways from a positive perspective and then maybe some negatives? I did. I did enjoy it. I think I like, I think it's one other one of those. I need to watch, like I need to figure out if it's a, I enjoy it and I want to keep watching it or I just enjoy it because it was like a cool little thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would probably give like more of them a go. And then, like after, how many episodes are out? Uh, the full season's out, so the so the full 20 season something twenty four episodes for season one, and okay. then season two drops in July. But there's also a film that came out last year as well. I'd probably give it like five or six, mm -hmm. knowing that it's twenty four episodes. A good five or six will get me into the world. Uh, and then if I don't, if I'm sitting there going like umming and ahhing based on that, then it's probably not for me. Because like by by six episodes, if something if something big hasn't happened, or if I you know if I figure out I'm like ah oh, it's not really doing it for me, then yeah that'll that'll probably be it. But yeah, no, I, I would keep watching it just to mm -hmm. like see where it goes from there. It does have so so Shonen definitely like splits itself into like you know it's either mechs or spirit powers of some kind, um, and this this has gone down the route of like evil spirit powers. So this one's like mm -hmm. you, you curse is is overridden by a more powerful curse yep very very power creep shown in like classic like it's, it's tropey in the way that you hope like in a good way in that sense because i don't i don't not like you know I, I like dragon ball z being one of my favorites is you need to be stronger than the other guy to win like that's that's not a problem at all for me to watch that's fine mm -hmm. um but yeah no i think i think i would i think i would definitely give this more of a go 
Yeah, so so not only, I guess, the pedigree having yeah, sort of Studio Mapper behind this, but the fact that it leans into some of those tropes that you, I guess, know well and hold dear, you could yeah. say. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a good good assortment of characters. Like, after this first episode, the world starts to open up and you get to find more out about the school that Fushiguru is part of as far as these, these curse hunters, mm. meet some of the characters in his team, get a little bit more backstory about this all-seeing, all-powerful curse that uh, Yuji has now got in his person by eating the cursed hot dog, as you wanted to call it, the forbidden hot dog. Forbid- I think I said forbidden hot dog, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that plays a part in it. You get to find out about this this Ryum and Sakuna, this, this evil curse, and just sort of see the world play out from there. I like that it sort of jumps tonally from yeah serious and funny to to creepy and scary and violent like that's that's sort of my right in my wheelhouse i think i think that's important too like i'm a like i i would say first and foremost i like comedy in terms of genre Mm -hmm. uh but like i think it's i think there's a real skill in being able to balance funny with drama with actual genuine writing and emotion um scrubs has always been a really good series of inspiration for that for me like um uh i used to, i was listening to that other podcast at one point the um the one the rewatch one they were doing mm-hmm. and it was like it's very prevalent evident whenever they had like the head writer on like they very much crafted their story with the intention of this is funny but you need a point to it you need a through line you need to to make sure the emotional and uh, message resonates with people. And if an anime can also do that, I think that would be what would make me go from like, this is a good anime to this is a great anime. Because those are the, the, ones, the ones that I hold dear are that. I'm, I'm in lockstep with you there. Like if, if I can laugh and then get a payout that just blows me yeah. apart emotionally at the same time, like yeah. I, am, I am all in. And whether that be tears of joy, sorrow, or anything else in between, like mm. if, if I can feel something watching this this cartoon on screen i am all for it so uh i'm i'm hoping you do persist and watch a little bit more jujutsu because it is great and just seeing that this world get built out and it's kind of cool as well that uh you can sort of root for yuji like he's not really like he's not much of it like he's a nice character he's, he's a believable good young man like you have some scenes in this first episode where like he doesn't have his parents around anymore yeah. his granddad is 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 ill in hospital but he's making the effort to call his granddad all the time, go see him all the time, takes flowers to the hospital for the nurses. Yeah, see, that's nice. Like he, he's he's got a he's got a big heart, Yuji. And the final words that his granddad gives him on his deathbed about you know being there for for his friends and family and fighting for the ones that matter. You know that's yeah. that's important, and it really resonates with him in that moment. Even though his granddad is a bit of a dick, oh, we only sure. get him for you know ten minutes or so in in the episode. He's grumpy, but for sure. Yeah, yeah. Get away from me. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Stop calling me. Get back to your clubs and all that nonsense. I've had enough of your bullshit. Yuji, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> there he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> I like that you just ease that right on in there. And that, that was pretty good. I remembered immediately and I was like, it's nearly, I don't know how long we've got left on this. I need to pepper it in somewhere while I remember. Well, that wasn't, didn't feel forced at all, too. It was just, you know, just tapped it in, just tapped it in there. <laughs> Thank you. And I do appreciate on the video call, you, you listed as Matt B. So, uh, you know, we're, we're oh. there. <laughs> yeah. We're there. But, um, yeah, any any other closing closing thoughts on Jujutsu Kaisen on that first episode you watched? The good, the bad, the in-between, 
favorite characters or moments or just overall overall opinions? I think right now Yuji is the favorite character. Um, I want to see. So if I like when I keep not if when I keep uh, having a go at this, I want to see a fun dynamic between Sukuna and Yuji. I want to mm-hmm. see. You know, I want to see. This guy, it's like the nine-tailed fox thing, probably, I can imagine, where it's just like, I can give you great power, and he's just like, shut up, what do you know? What do you know? And then he's like, oh, oh, I do need it. Oh, daddy, help me. I'm not going to confirm nor deny this yeah. uh, potential thought process that you're playing around with right now. It's usually how it works. Like, you know, I love the super-powered thing that is trapped with limitations plotline. Uh, you know, in my D&D game, I have a sword that speaks like Matt Berry uh, all the time. And he's like one of the, he's like the best dragon killing sword there ever damn was. But all he wants to do it, like he's just like, hey, put me in that curtain over there. I want to get saucy with that fabric. <laughs> uh, and, he, and then and then they're just like, oh my God, the sword's a fucking idiot. That's so great. But it, it, can, it can kill dragons real good. So they got to keep it. There's a um, there's a show. I don't know if you, you've seen it yet. It only came out last year. It's actually called Reincarnated as a Sword. I think it I have. It is yeah. fantastic. It's on, it's on High Dive. I don't know if you've got a High Dive subscription. I've seen a clip or two from that. Yeah, yeah. But it is great. It is great. And that's the first thing I thought of when you mentioned about this uh, sentient Matt Berry sword in your D&D yeah. campaign. It is so good. And it is now of that isekai genre, but it is great. And it just sort of spins the formula on its head a little bit. Okay, if it yeah, it, genre bending stuff is also what I like in that sense. Yeah, so if it bends the genre, then I'm I'm good. Yeah, no, that was like a. If you ever played uh, anyone who's familiar with D and D, the Sun Sword in Curse of Strahd was sentient and talked like Matt Berry for me. Normally, it just conveys emotions, and I was like, no, fuck that. Uh, and so, like for for the next year of this campaign, I would be like, press my pommel. Press the gem. I want to speak, and you, and like if you press it, you would start. It would start speaking through your body, through your mouth, uh, out loud as the Matt Berry sword, <laughs> and then he would start giving exposition. I am. I am all in. I am. I am so <laughs> invested in this sword already. It's not funny. I need to go dig up some of this content and uh, revisit all these great moments. Uh, this. This isn't content. This is. This is just through my. Um, this is DM for hire games. Like I'm bringing. I'm bringing that to just like. When people hire me for a game. God, I'm just going to hire you for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah, do that. And That's just fine. Have yeah, you come yeah. sit in my lounge room and, and, and give me these sort of Matt Berry sword monologues all the time. Yeah, let's go. DM for hire. Let's just say, let's call it DM for hire, but you actually just sit in the corner of a room and whenever you want a sword to talk to you, I'll just be sitting on a cushion politely ready to go. I've spent money on far worse. So uh, I am, I'm all I about this idea. I would say that's idea. a good investment. <laughs> far worse. That's all I could have say. <laughs> All right, what is, what is your closing words on Jujutsu Kaisen after okay. watching the first episode? Hmm. More, more demon dynamic, mm-hmm. I want. Uh, I think I already said that. I don't know. I, I, like, my, my head's kind of blank on the thoughts of it because I think I need to absorb more of it. Like, I think I need to just watch more to gain yeah. more of an opinion about it. Like, the, the, um, the, actually, the eating the thumb thing was great. The, the forbidden hot like I, 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 that's that's funny to me dramatic but funny yeah, uh of yeah. course the one in the million thing is gonna happen that's that's like a writing thing that's you know they, of course that's gonna happen uh they bring it up and it will happen the, the eating of the forbidden hot dog it does play a bit of a part semi-consistently in oh, the good. story 
Okay, yeah. I'd like to see more of that then. I think that's that's what I want from it. I want weird, silly moments that mean stuff. Nothing like not this one-off stuff. I want implications and consequences. That's a perfect way to describe this show. Weird, yeah. silly moments that mean stuff. That is what Jujutsu Kaisen is yeah. like. The, I think the that's tone good is just perfectly executed. The animation from Mappa. I love their stuff. I love that they've sort of stayed true to the yeah. manga, but also put their own Mappa-based artistic uh, liberties on it. And it just uh, is a really, really good thing to watch. And then the soundtrack on the back of it too slaps. Yeah, soundtrack was very good. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally didn't even comment on the animation. Animation's fantastic. It looks great. That's that like that's aesthetic is another key to hook me into something. You got a good as like I'm big on board games. You probably mm -hmm. can see in my background. Uh, but like a good board game aesthetic or a good show aesthetic animation is so key in all of this to like to really pull people like me and the people who are like I probably will like this, but I need more reasons to watch it. At least okay. two or three reasons. Okay, so yeah. you could it's it's sunk its hooks into you for now. It's sunk yeah. its uh, curse-based fingers into your flesh. Yeah, and then a, and until you're a looking bigger forward curse, to more. Yeah, until a bigger curse comes along to destroy me, I'll probably keep watching it. Okay, well that's good to know. So for now, um, yeah, you've you've had the palate cleansed, and you're going to go back for another serving of uh, forbidden hot dogs, which is Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. <laughs> trying to come up with something about hot dogs, but you already said it. So we, <laughs> yes, I I I'm definitely going to keep watching it. Beautiful. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai, an anime appreciation podcast. Matt, the floor is yours to give us the, the final elevator pitch on where listeners can find you and all your delightful content. All righty. So uh, Twitter, at NoFunBrown, you'll find my link tree and all my links there. If not on there, split underscore the party on Twitter. All of our stuff is through there. On Twitch, split the party TV. On YouTube.com slash split the party. We make stuff all the time. I'm usually upon behind the. I'm usually the one behind the the, the the film screen. If anything, talking to you. So come and by, say hi. And if you would like to do any of the dungeon mastering, dungeon and dragon stuff, I'm the dungeon master. If you like to do any of that kind of stuff, I can always be hit up through my DMs or Discord or through dungeonmasterforhire.com.au. I this is my gig. So. I love running these games. I, I want to yeah. do them more. I'm not just running D&D. I'm running Pathfinder. I'm running Cyberpunk. I'm running whatever you want to play. I'm about to learn a couple of witch-themed ones for a couple of games coming up. They're kind of okay. weird. Uh, and and that's that's me. Like I, I want to play more games with fun people, and I hope one day we can do that too. I think so. Uh, yeah, this certainly won't be the last time you hear us two collectively on some audio-based content, I think, that yes. we'll talk about offline. But we'll leave that uh, that little cliffhanger there. But listeners, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, More Than Hentai, as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular. The reviews and the ratings take you no time to do, cost you no money to get done, but they mean an awful lot to us and it helps keep those emotional lights on in all our collective hearts. So do that and pay that love forward. But for now, whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself. Much love to all of the waifus out there. Goodbye. Naruto!